Hi, and welcome to Virtually Analog, a podcast about video games, board games, and the ever-blurring line between. I'm Lex, and I love board games. Hey, I'm Matthew, and I love video games. So on the show, every week we're going to discuss a board game, a video game, and also some game-related news. We wanted to discuss the connections between video games and board games, and how the world of gaming is growing and expanding, evolving. Uh, this year is definitely a big time for gaming and board gaming, and that's kind of what we want to dive into. Sure, yeah, and... Um... Like you mentioned, 2020 has has definitely changed the landscape for board games and video games and kind of the Venn diagram, the spectrum, whatever you want to call it, between the two have really kind of collided since we haven't been able to meet up for game nights, you know, or, or, you know, we've had to utilize and create technology uh, to to connect these these kind of two very similar hobbies. So before we jump into our games, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about our, the terms that we use, you know, the gaming definitions um, that, that we'll kind of use as a jumping off point. Mm-hmm. So I, I've, I've thought about this a lot in the past couple of months and I've had, you know, a lot of spare time since the <laughs> quarantine uh, to, to really <laughs> think about this and develop this. But so, you know, what's the difference between a board game and a video game? Right? So the way we think about games can kind of be separated into two ca- different categories, uh, physicality and philosophy um Hmm. so board games and tabletop games and game and the word game kind of gets used interchangeably but for my purposes it's been a lot easier for me to understand like what's a digital game versus a tabletop game what's a video game versus a board game by kind of separating up into these categories so if you are going to break it up like that, the first I'm going to talk about is easier to understand. It's the physicality of a game. Hmm. What do you play this game on, right? If you play it, yeah. if you play this game only in the physical sphere, right? Like your clue, monopoly, chess, you know, like you are literally physically moving pieces and you don't need any digital technology to assist you then that is categorized as a tabletop game now if you are if you are playing a game completely on a screen and in tech like you need tech to play a game then it's a digital game right whether it's on a computer whether it's on your phone tablet whatever um it's it's a digital game now increasingly this is kind of a venn diagram where a lot of board games are now using technology within them to to be played and so i would call that mixed media like a mixed game um, okay i can't really think of a video game that you need the skylanders series oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. use the little uh, yeah you know, yep action figures definitely and i think all, the game yeah you that's know. that's a and like amiibos too from nintendo yeah, um, the only other thing yeah. I can think of was like I don't know, you know, like um, Pokemon Go. They released that uh, little like wrist. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. A little piece that you used, right. but even even then, you don't even use that in any way. It just sits there and does things for you. Right. So yeah, there there is kind of like a lack, or at least uh, an absence of 
like you were saying physicality well i think pokemon go is a good example of that too because you actually have to get outside and like go to these physical locations yeah, I and suppose that, yeah like yeah. um but it, yeah in a way you could argue that like oh that's that's no different than just like selecting a region for any other type of sure game. sure like a, <laughs> and i think i think that's what's kind of hard about talking about this stuff is that there are arguments that can be made a lot and so even though this is a venn diagram it's also just the physicality you can it's it's harder to argue with the physicality mm -hmm. right like right. this is a digital game if it's just purely played in the digital sphere and this is a tabletop game if it's played purely in the uh physical sphere and if if it's mixed at all it's considered mixed you know it's it's a little right. bit of a digital it's a little bit of tabletop now the the term that's so that's a Venn diagram. The next category is is it, if it's categorized by philosophy, like, and this is kind of a little bit harder to explain, but um, the idea is that if you look at a game and you look at its core mechanics, is are the core mechanics only possible in a digital sphere, right? Like, um something like call of duty right like right. you couldn't really make like the mechanics of a first person shooter really you can't emulate that in any meaningful way in a board right. game unless yeah. you're talking about like you know paintball or something like that's a sport and sports are a whole different sphere that we can't really get into uh but but you know like there's just th like the feeling of playing call of duty I have yet to see a board game that can emulate that because the the philosophy behind a first person shooter and like and what you do in those games can't really be emulated by board games. Um, and so, yeah, so I think that like that's more of a spectrum. So you might think like, well, can't all board games be played digitally so how does that spectrum kind of work and the answer to that is not really like if you play a lot of board games you might know that there are some that just can't be translated at least not at this point um the with our current technology limitations you can't really play um dexterity based games games right. where you have to stack things so like jenga right or or things yeah, like that like, like the fastest physical movement right right yeah. mm -hmm. so so and games and that's why this is a spectrum it's it's like any game that is just more fun to play physically and feels good to play physically goes in the board game side of the spectrum right any game that is more that's more feel good to play um digitally goes on the video game side of the spectrum yeah so yeah so that's kind of a very um it, it's hard to do this conversation in a podcast form because I have a really great graphic that I made based off of these conversations. And I'll actually post oh, yeah. that with the episode yeah. notes if people cool. want to see it. But um, so, yeah, so that's kind of our things. I guess we can move on now to right. talk about uh, the game. So I, I believe, Matthew, you wanted to talk about Among Us, correct? Yeah, it's uh, I mean, people probably saw this coming from a mile away, but it's truly you know it's at the top which is it's insane it's at the top of the steam store i think it was last i checked like number five like behind counter-strike or like dota you know which is absurd in in terms of playtime like recently not total playtime obviously team fortress 2 and other things wipe that you know blow it out of the water in terms of total hours played um on steam but yeah just the the rapid popularity among us has gained um 
it, yeah, it needs to be talked about and like what made it so special and why, why do people want to play it so much? Something that I am super passionate about is crossplay. Crossplay is something that gamers have been wanting for so long, just with any, you know, any game. Like if it has crossplay, that's instantly attracts attention to it because people don't have money to spend, you know, thousands of dollars on multiple consoles to play the same games with friends. Um, and Among Us, Among Us is a game that you can play on mobile. You can play with your friends anywhere. You can play, you know, it's, I think it's free on mobile, which is the awesome yeah. part. Yeah. Um, and that's the cool part about it is it's free. It's super simple. So people, you don't have to be great at video games to be good at it. I mean, you can definitely, that definitely helps. And you, you can see that online, different people who are just used to dexterity games. Of course, a gamer who's better at, uh, you know, mouse dexterity can get their tasks done quicker and like rush to be wherever they want to. So they stay alive. But aside from, uh, being good at video games anybody can play it like yeah. i played this game with um you know friends from like i don't know other communities that i i don't play games with and it's just crazy how popular it became and um enough about that we could we could talk more about it's popular yeah i just want to say real quick that um yeah i think that i have seen people on my social media news feeds that I would never in a million years think would play <laughs> yeah. games, any kind of game, board game or video game. They said, Hey, I'm playing among us. Come play with me. Like, like yeah. it is wild how accessible really cool. yeah. that game is. Uh, yeah. Old people, young people. I mean, th there is a little bit of cartoonish violence, but I've heard of parents letting their five-year-olds play it. And, yeah. you know, as long as you're careful, cause there are, there are online lobbies. And like you said, like, the online part of playing Among Us is a big part of it. Uh, thankfully, there's no like profiles or uh, adding people or yeah, secret lobbies or anything. Terrible. Yeah, so it's like you don't have to really worry too much about uh, the dangers of talking to strangers online. Mm -hmm. But and most people are just on there trying to win the game, you know, and they yeah. don't really care about like griefing people and and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that um, it's been wild. The other thing that was kind of surprising to me was the fact that um, this game came out two years ago. Like, yeah, I, I, was, I was like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, I love the idea of, you know, these developers just uh, having this idea. Like, I think that we talked about it a little bit before the, we started the podcast, but like how Among Us is a little board game like it's yeah simple simple little tasks that you could yeah. also do in a board game the comparison is uh, often made towards there's a board game called the resistance um oh, right yeah secret hitler uh there's yeah. a lot of it's called social one deduction games right yeah it's, um, it's, yeah one night ultimate werewolf yeah and so that's that's something that i've found really interesting about among us is i actually I like the resistance I don't really care for secret Hitler. A lot of the times um, I've, I'm not a huge fan of social deduction games because I don't like, I'm, I'm pretty good at lying and I feel bad about that while I'm playing. I don't like, I don't like board games that make me feel bad about being good at them. Right. Um, and so that's, that's something that I usually don't like, but what I like about among us oh, it, with these other social deduction games 
you have to just be good at lying. Like, that's it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other part of the game. Like, if you're the bad guy, you have to lie to try to trick people to think you're the good guy. And that's that's it in those games. With Among Us, you also, what makes a difference is that you have these tasks and the doing running around the ship and doing the tasks are what you're doing the majority of the game and those are like are fun they're fun to do on your phone they're fun to do on the computer and trying to do them without getting killed is like the second half of this game that makes it (laughs) way way fun and and it's almost for me it's more fun than the social deduction aspect of it yeah i think you're right that like all these other social deduction games that as you called them um there's also like a face-to-face personal mm. aspect to it. Like you're lying to your family and your friends. Yeah. And, uh, it feels a little more, I don't know. People get their feelings hurt, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, um, so whereas in this, um, you don't get to see people's faces. I mean, people are using voice chat and stuff more. So that, that Which is not built into the app. If you just, if you download this game and play it online, you only do text base. Yeah. Um, if you've not heard about this yeah. while you're listening to it, which right. is probably unlikely, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's super um, interesting that they, you know, that there's probably other games similar to it. Yeah. You know, on, online, but uh, this is definitely the first um, and I think digital version of a social deduction game that has blown up as it has. Yeah. I, I think that really speaks to the influence that streamers have on um, on popularity of the games. Because from what I understand, this game has been out for two years. It's been if you look at the graph of downloads on Steam for the past few years, it's been basically nothing. And then you can pinpoint the day where a popular streamer, I can't remember who, but a popular streamer picked up this game and started streaming it with his friends. And (laughs) all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about millions, billions of downloads, right? Like it's crazy. Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's really, really something to think about is like, you know, streamers have this huge influence on games and that's kind of, also influenced how much money streamers make and like and how and how that is a part of our culture now and and yeah. a, a part of the video game culture um i think in 2020 more and more people are starting to stream board games which you it sounds counterintuitive i've been streaming a couple board games uh, okay. and it's it's been it's been pretty fun to do and to interact with people while you're playing a game but yeah uh, i I, i've heard the art you know people argue like why would you watch somebody play games (laughs) because i don't want to spend 60 effing dollars on this game yeah i'm not sure that it's gonna be fun right so i think that was the awesome part about this why do people watch football right why do people watch baseball right like it's fun to watch other people yeah (laughs) it's fun to watch people be good at something and that's what a lot of streamers people play professional like MOBAs because I do not have the emotional or physical <laughs> like <laughs> yeah 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 seriously uh, I think yeah this we're kind of getting off topic here let's let's right. move on uh do you have anything else you want to say about Among Us before we move on I don't know I just think that it came at such a good time yeah. that scratched an itch that a lot of people wanted you know to be scratched like they wanted a game like that sure with anybody easily um and like you said just one or two streamers brought that to the world and i think it's a really cool thing 
that uh, the format of it, you can play anywhere, like at any time with anyone, was perfect for 2020 quarantining. Sure. So yeah, I just think it's a great thing. Yeah. You have in the notes, I will say, I think that it's worth mentioning that they the developers were going to create a second a sequel game. Right. I heard it from a buddy that like, yeah, they were they were working on a second game because obviously, you know, they were making money off the first one and it was really great. Um, but they were just worried that and this is totally understandable, they were worried that the they would not get a transfer of their player base to the second game from the first one. You know, sure. people just would buy one unless it was, you know, better in every way and bigger. So they decided, okay, we'll just stick with this nasty spaghetti code we have for the yeah. first game. Try yeah. to fix it up, add a lot more. Um, haven't seen much yet, but yeah. hopefully they... Oh, and real quick before we move on, uh, we should also mention that they've had they've undergone hackers recently. Uh, yeah. people who have been spamming lobbies with their like Twitter and YouTube and like yeah. basically threatening to hack your game if you don't go follow them on you or subscribe to them on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. So, so I definitely think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. forgive it though, truly. Yeah. Um, I think that the developer said that they are working on, or they, they already, uh, pushed out a patch i think to stop that from happening but that's just something to know if you come across that anyway all right let's move on shall we yeah you want to talk about root yeah yeah so root is actually i'm really excited to talk about this game because the physical board game is my favorite game of all time when people ask me you know what's your favorite board game the first thing that comes to mind is root Uh, i have all the uh expansions i have all the upgrade stuff that you can get like i am so heavily into this game uh this is a this is an asymmetric war game with a cute woodland theme (laughs) yeah so it yeah it's it's really if you like the red wall series yeah um, that's kind of like the uh the uh, disney's robin hood and red wall are kind of the inspirations for the art for this game. Uh, the art's done by a man named Kyle Farron, who I absolutely adore. Whenever he does an art for a game, I buy it <laughs> immediately. Uh, the, and the, day, the game is designed by Cole Worley, who I also really uh, admire and respect his game design. Uh, it's put out by Leader Games, which, again... They just make really good quality games. Um, in the board, in the board game, all of the art, like I said, is fantastic. There's these cute little woodland animal meeples. The cards have this cute woodland artwork. It's it's really really funny and cute and Mm -hmm. but that's not to say that it is a light game (laughs) it's an incredibly uh uh heavy game where you have different warring factions all battling each other for control of the forest it's very cutthroat it's 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 and it's a lot of fun it's uh it's the board game is hard to get into because the rule book is like 25 pages long i've had yeah. to, i've had to re- th- read through the rule book a couple times it is not a game for someone who doesn't know anything about board games <laughs> um yeah, now like in the past when you've told me about it yeah. um i was a little put off when you told me like how much there is to learn you yeah know? and that was one of the biggest yeah. reasons because um, not only not only is there a lot to learn in terms of just the base mechanics of the game, but every faction does different things on their turn. And 
has different ways to score points. And so like, not only do you have to learn your faction, but you have to learn what everybody else is doing on their turn so you can stop them (laughs) from winning. And it's just, it's a lot. It's, I'm not going to lie. That that sounds like learning like an, I don't know, like, you know, Starcraft or Warcraft games. Like you have to understand really, really well how each uh, faction works to definitely to play the game well so yeah it is and and, it, and it's not very the physical version is is unaccessible to i'd say if you know a little bit about board games you'll pick this up quickly but for a complete newbie into board games this is going to be difficult now that being said i've been waiting for the digital version for over a year now <laughs> when they yeah. first when direwolf alpha is the name of the company that um worked with teamed up with leader games to put this out and i said oh man i'm so excited because direwolf alpha alpha which is actually based out of denver where you're at matthew but they have a phenomenal track record um they've made digital board game versions of uh yellow and yangtze which is a, a very good game that i enjoy uh they they put out what's the other ones uh sagrada is really good i'm trying to think um Oh, Raiders of the North Sea. You probably haven't heard of any of these games, but for all my board game people out there, they know that these are very good games and the digital implementations of those games are great. And what makes Direwolf Alpha um, top tier in my book is the fact that not only do they put good digital implementations out there, they also have online play and asynchronous play. Um, and cross-platform play. So, Asynchronous being like you can play it anytime. Yes, yeah, so you can take, so you can set it for root specifically. You can have three-minute turn timers, or you can have three-day turn timers. Oh, wow. So I actually have games going where I just at the end of the day I pull out my phone, I take my turn, and then I put it away, and I you know wait for the next day when it's my turn again. Hmm. Um, and I there's some games that play really well that way. And there are some games that aren't. That's a conversation for the future. But I think Root's one of those where you do so much on your turn that it's worth waiting um, mm. for that. But uh, yeah, so asynchronous uh, means that uh, you can play it online. And like you talked about with Among Us, this game is cross-platform as well. So it's already out on Mac. Or, or actually, no, it's already out on PC. Um, I don't know if it's automatic. I don't, I don't, I think so. And then they also made it for Android, iOS, and it's coming to switch. Yeah. So unlike among us, it is not free though. Um, the steam version costs $15 and the mobile versions cost 10. (laughs) Now I know that's a lot for a digital (laughs) version, but when you consider how much the board game is, the base game alone is like $60. Yeah. Um, some places you can find it for cheaper than that, but uh, this is the full board game in a digital implementation, and it only costs $10 if you get it on and mobile. I think, that's, I think that's really wise of the developers to like lower the price that much because they yeah. know that people who play video games, but like you know, they, they don't play board games a ton or don't have a lot physically obviously they're not used to spending that much on um, right. like a board game right. but you know looking at a $15 transaction versus a giant $60 one like for a triple a game you know, they're like okay this is worth my time it's only 15 yeah. bucks i'll give it a shot and who knows it, it has all these uh, bonuses that you're talking about right that's really cool i like seeing uh the uh 
more 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 and more board games being ported onto the switch i mean I yeah have a, i don't have an xbox or playstation so i don't have anything to compare it to like uh you know i don't see the news of all these board games coming to xbox and playstation but i am seeing a lot more board games being ported to the switch and yeah Steam and all this stuff and it's really fun seeing like oh you know i can play risk with uh all my cousins or friends that i used to um and i think that's cool that they're right. running across platform like yeah yeah it's really and you can lock you'll have one account for all these devices where you can just you know if you play it on your phone and then you sit down to oh, play on your computer great. you can log in on your computer and and take your turns and yeah, you do have to. Unfortunately, you do have to buy it for each device that you want to play it on. Right. But I understand why they why they do that. That's true for almost you know, any. Not, we don't pull the Blizzard thing. Like you no. buy Overwatch ten times and it doesn't transfer any of your progress over. Right. Your progress is just cosmetic. You know, there's right. nothing actual mm-hmm. there. But yeah, um, that's pretty cool. So yeah, so uh, that's something to know. And then the other thing is that this game, um, it's. It, they have updated the graphics like i said one of the best things about the board game route is how cute it is and how the artwork is beautiful they have they made the decision to translate the artwork into 3d um which some people are kind of put off by it i actually really enjoy it uh some of the character some of the models are a little funky but i think that and and kyle farron actually tweeted that he loves it so the guy who created this came out and said hey they did a great job so i'm gonna side with him right like like I mean, if, if i were an artist yeah if anybody decided to put the time and resources into yeah my art i think i'd be into it as well yeah yeah and I, yeah. but i think if they did a bad job he would have you know either stayed yeah, silent I mean, or said something yeah. about it right 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 but i think i think it's great i think that if you aren't familiar with the the 2d version of the game you'll you'll think the 3d is charming and, and fun. Uh, the UI, the user interface is, is good. Um, it's, if you're not playing with someone who knows how to play, definitely play the tutorial first so that it can show you how to do things. The tutorial on the app is, is pretty decent. It's pretty good. It beats the heck out of rereading the rule book over and over again. So, um, yeah, well, you're, you're, the more you're talking about it, the more I'm interested in giving yeah. it a shot. Yeah, you know, that's really why I started this podcast with you is to just convince you to play these games with me. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so some of the negatives about Root I want to talk real quick before we move on to the news is that um, right now it's just the base factions. One of the best thing about the board game is that they have these expansion factions, um, which make really make the game highly replayable because you can switch and swap factions out yeah. uh, right total out there there's eight factions i believe um oh. and right now they just have the base four factions but they have said that they are working on the factions i don't know if they are going to give them to us for free or make us pay for them i don't know but yeah uh, i i i will be buying the expansion factions <laughs> no matter what they you know yeah. as long as they're set as a reasonable price it'd be great if they give us for, for free but if not it's fine uh the other negatives is that uh you know being a recently released game it had to, the online play does have some bugs sometimes they're game breaking bugs which can be kind of frustrating um since this game seems like it could take a while at times. yeah like, what is total play time for a game 
Uh, so I played a game last night with three other people online, and we played it in real time, and we with three minute turn timers, and it took about an hour and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be a bummer. Yeah, big bummer. If you're if you've been in this game for hours or days, if you're playing it asynchronously, and then a game breaking breaking bug happens, that that can be frustrating. So definitely look out for that. Uh, the other thing to know is if you love the board game route, the rules have been slightly modified uh, in this. And there are a lot of people in the board game forums who are very upset about this. <laughs> um, I know I understand why they did it. They made these rules. They adjusted these rules so that uh, asynchronous play is a little bit smoother. You don't have as much player interaction in terms of what other people can do on your turn, right? So that your turn mm -hmm. goes faster, right? You're not waiting for other people to confirm stuff, in other words. Um, and that really, and I understand why they did that, but I also understand why people are upset about it because with any asymmetric game like Root is, balance is such an important thing. And having all the, all the factions, the similarly well-balanced, is very very important for having like a fun game right uh, when a, yeah. in a competitive war game if you have one faction that's clearly not as good as the others that can be a detriment to the game overall right yeah. and so those rules changes they do have a slight effect on the balance of the game okay. so that's just something for people to be aware of they can look into what those changes are there on their own um, but yeah, so that's, that's root. Uh, if, if, yeah, if you want to check out a VOD, um, we, like I said, I streamed the game yesterday, uh, at twitch.tv slash virtually analog. You can go check it out. Um, so yeah, we'll move into news. Uh, I'll start with some board game news. The big thing that happened this past weekend, there's actually two big things. <laughs> there was, um, Steam actually had a digital tabletop fest and that event is actually what led me to talk to you about creating this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I was shocked when I heard that steam was doing this. Like yeah, I they it check it out. Like while we're talking about it. It's, yeah. Uh, it's it so it, it was from, it, it started on October 21st and it ended, it's going to end on the 26th, uh, which is, tomorrow which is probably when you'll hear the podcast um and it yeah it's it's just steam taking a weekend to showcase digital versions of tabletop games which is <laughs> so cool. really cool <laughs> um and so yeah the, they have a lot of interview and gameplay videos of a lot of different games the two games that i was really excited about was wingspan and Gloomhaven. Uh, Wingspan is a beautiful, absolutely gorgeous game about birds. And I have the board game for that as well as the digital version. Um, the board game is de uh, designed by Elizabeth Hargraves, who she just did an incredible job with this game. And then they uh, there's a Steam version now of it, which is also incredibly beautiful. They've done a really good job. Wingspan, huh? Yes, it's uh, it's a card game about birds, and it's an engine builder. I won't get too deep into it, but um, but they actually had a gameplay video with 
Elizabeth Hargraves herself, the designer of the board game, and then um, I'm forgetting his name, but uh, a representative of the company that produced the digital version. They sat down together and played a game of Wingspan for this table supplements. And um, similarly, Gloomhaven, one of the most popular board games in recent (laughs) memory, uh, was designed by Isaac Childress, and he came on as well. And they and another studio made a digital version which i've been playing a ton of actually i also stream that on my twitch channel cool so yeah, i remember you tell, telling me about that and i was so interested because yeah. um it feels super rpg yes know? yes and, yeah we'll definitely have to in a future episode we'll cover gloomhaven because i want cool. to talk about the, all the ins and outs of that game but yeah. for the t- digital tabletop fest isaac childress and the developer of the the digital game sat down and played a session in gloomhaven and so yeah so and there's just a ton of other games that i don't have time to mention but uh yeah definitely go online check out the vods of all that stuff if you're interested at all in that the other big event um that i'll quickly touch on i i definitely followed the the digital tabletop fest on steam closer than this other event is so every year one of the biggest board game conventions is um spiel at essen uh most people just call it essen and it's yeah spiel in essen um it's it takes place in essen germany which is why it's called that and it's just this huge convention where people get together and they play and sell board games Uh, obviously because of the pandemic they couldn't do a physical version of it this year and so they did spiel.digital which is the online convention that's cool yeah so it was it's been running from the 22nd to the 26th now someone at steam has to answer for this (laughs) because i don't know why steam decided to do the tabletop fest on the same weekend as spiel you'd think anybody who knew anything about tabletop games would have said hey wait a second (laughs) spiel is that weekend Let's do it a different weekend. Um, that being said, I can't be too mad because I did end up following the Steam Fest more closely than I did Spiel Digital. Spiel. Oh, you um, traitor. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> that being said, there was a few games that I was able to look at. Um, and they, the people that ran the Spiel Digital did a wonderful job with the website and... Uh, being able to find games and pre-order and purchase games that you can't anywhere else. Um, a lot of new games, a lot of games that are upcoming and you can actually also demo them online using tabletopia, using different applications that people have developed to, to play board games online. Um, so it's, it's, I was trying to look for like the top games to, to mention the only one that I really looked into was this game called Under Fallen Skies, which is like it's a board game version of Invaders, basically, like the classic video game where you're shooting down a- like incoming aliens. And yeah, so it's a solo dice game where you're rolling these dice and you're trying to manipulate these alien invaders and to stop them from killing you. Oh, that's so cool. I'm looking at screenshots of it. Yeah, yeah. I love this kind of stuff. It's inspired from it. Yeah. So that game looks sweet. Um, You can pre-purchase it at uh, spiel.digital now. And (laughs) 
uh, there's literally thousands of other games on the website <laughs> for spiel.digital. Uh, and so I went to other reviewers to see like what everybody else was talking about for spiel.digital. And I was looking at like people's top 10 lists from the weekend. And every single person I looked at had a different top, completely different top 10 list. None of them even like, none of them overlapped. Cool. And cool. so I was like, well, I don't, I don't even know which games to talk about. There's so <laughs> There's so many. So if you're interested at all about board games and board game news, look into these two events. Try to check out VODs and, and, and um, you know, hopefully I can get this, this episode out before the conventions are over so you have a chance to look at them. But anyway. Yeah, maybe midday or something. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So that wraps it up for board game news. Uh, you, do you have anything you want to say about video game? Sorry, I yeah, took up so much of our time. There was a lot of board Actually, game news. But. Something that came to mind while you were talking about the uh, Digital Tabletop Fest, uh, it was, uh, it's not necessarily news, but there's this game. Uh, you, you may have heard of them, the uh, Hand of Fate 1 and 2. I've played the first one a bunch. Oh, yeah, I have heard of them. Yeah. Combination of like, uh, I don't know, it's not like, kind of like tarot. I don't know. Uh, sure. You, like your fate is revealed by the cards, but there's also like some really fun strategy to it, where like you could take the risk um, and pick, you know, like this one that oh this this way may give me more bonuses than the other way, but it like transfers into like this third person like brawler like RPG beat 'em up, and mm. it's so fun. And just you're talking about the digital tabletop fest. I was like kind of putting off buying anything, but who knows this may be the tipping point for yeah. a second because <laughs> now it's only like $15 which is the lowest I think sale they've made right. forever but um, in terms of video game news uh, I think that the biggest thing right now is uh, that the next gen consoles are going to be releasing like what like two and a half weeks right? yeah it's coming up yeah the series X comes out um, November 10th yeah, the, the Series X comes out on the 10th. I think that the, the PS4 comes out on the 12th. And there's, you know, everyone's been looking for information on either of them. And they've both been, uh, before they released anything, it was taking forever yeah. to hear anything about them. Other than, you know, potential games that were coming out. So that's kind of the biggest uh, news lately. Aside from that, it's so small and so silly, but I just wanted to talk about Minecraft Steve making it. Oh yeah, no, that's ultimate. that's a big deal. I feel it like we. I I okay. Before you get into that, I have to tell people this is one hundred percent true. I'll screenshot it for anybody who wants to know. Um, I asked you and your brothers. I asked them who they thought the night before the announcement. I asked you guys who you thought the new Smash character was going to be, and you said minecraft steve and i laughed in your face <laughs> i made fun of you for guessing that minecraft steve was going to be the next character and then the next day you totally call it and i was just dumbfounded it was so funny so great man i i'm not even the biggest minecraft fan out there i've yeah. definitely not played it as much as many people but um just for the memes of it for like it would be so cool just to have steve like yeah I understand that um smash bros isn't just like people a lot of people get angry and they think of it as like oh you know it's like a museum it's like a a testament to the history of gaming which is no it's not true it's just a fun party fighter game where random characters from different games are fighting each other um 
but at the same time i did think that minecraft would be deserving of a spot simply because of how much it has changed the gaming world there's not been a game like minecraft that just has the legacy that it has had um and it's a fun fact that Steve, I th I think I was kind of going through the list myself. I think he's the first representative from an indie like PC game. That's sure. Yeah, that's why I laughed at you because I was like, <laughs> this indie PC character who now is owned by Microsoft, right? Like, for them to strike a deal with Nintendo was just absolutely absurd to me like i didn't think yeah. that was gonna happen in a million years right and it's like less likely than banjo because you know banjo used to be owned by oh, yeah yeah rare and nintendo rare, yeah, yeah. It was nintendo specific or at least it used to be right um, but this random indie pc it just opens a lot of possibilities for a lot of other things yeah um, and it's really cool yeah yeah so that's just the biggest news of cool. late i mean he's been out for i don't know how long now a week and a half or a couple weeks yeah have you played you played him right yeah he's man he's tricky he's hard <laughs> that's what i hear he's really yeah. fun there's a lot cool. of cheese you can you know make with him yeah um yeah that's basically it is the the, the next gens are coming out soon cool uh, gonna be kind of comparing them myself i already have a switch which i there's a lot of games that i'm hopeful for in the future so I, i'm not sure i'll shell out for a new one just yet until well there's just no new games like yeah, I'm, that's know, a problem <laughs> like blank like that was a series i grew up with yeah i'm not gonna buy a ps4 just for the new game um, yeah one new yeah. game like that's that's been well that's what's wild about the i don't i know you have to go so i won't talk too much about this but oh, the i just think that they both both companies kind of dropped the ball a little bit with how like usually launch titles are what sells consoles right yeah and like what you know spider-man for the ps4 i think that's a launch title like i just haven't like and then like you said uh that ratchet and clank like besides that it's like what are you guys doing over there <laughs> like where are the games Microsoft is even more like desolate like yeah people were up in arms about the the demo that they showed of uh halo like halo is the oh yeah Microsoft game ever and it's and it's not even going to be out at launch is it it looks like i don't know actually that's that'd be good to look up but yeah both <laughs> i think both companies really have to show a lot to grab my attention although yeah. there's a lot of more hardcore fans out there who might be perfectly willing to grab it which is i encourage you know yeah okay let's wrap this up if you like the show please share it uh we're not we don't pay for advertising or anything so uh, the only way that we know that people are enjoying this and want to listen to more is by our download count so please share the show and download um so that we know that you know people are liking the the what mm -hmm. we what we make um if you have any it would encourage each of us to record even more in the future so. yeah definitely um if you have any questions or want to us to talk about certain games you can email us at virtually analog at gmail.com uh, you can follow me on Twitch at, like I mentioned a couple times in the show, I stream board games and video games most nights at uh, twitch.tv slash virtually analog. Um, so yeah, so that's about it. That's it. Great. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you next time.